Welcome, and thanks for listening to the Harvest Lakeshore Sermon Podcast. For more information about us, visit harvestlakeshore.org. Romans 14, 1 through 12. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains. Let let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself, none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again that he might be Lord, both of the dead and of the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, Harvest family. Pastor Jamie here. Yes, I am in the foyer of the church. I can assure you that I'm here. There's not a fake background uh, behind me, and I am longing for the day when we get to gather again right here. I so love when I get to be here on a Sunday morning when many of you walk through the front door and get to greet you or greet you in the sanctuary, which is right over here. And I have been missing those times together. And as I prepared the message for this morning uh, was going to be in Philippians, but as I prepared it, I just was kind of at unrest that it wasn't the right message for this particular Sunday. So we're going to look at Philippians in the future, uh, but this morning we're going to be in Romans chapter 14. And the reason we're going to be in Romans chapter 14 is as I prayed for the Lord stirring in my heart, what is a text that would address us right now? There's not a particular passage that we can go to that speaks to how do you uh, gather again as a church uh, after a pandemic. There aren't any passages that talk about that specifically. But God's word is timeless and timely. And there are actually truths in his word that speak to heart issues that we are experiencing right now. So we're going to be in Romans chapter 14 this morning. Um, So let's open our Bibles, if they're probably already open, as we look at Romans chapter 14, because I think God has a lot to say to us through the writings of Paul to the Roman Christians. So let's look at chapter 14 of the book of Romans. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while a weak person eats only 
vegetables. So you're probably wondering how in the world does eating vegetables or not eating meat or those kinds of things, how does that apply to us right now? Well, in the first century, there were a lot of different opinions over what they should eat or not eat, or should you eat something that's been sacrificed to an idol or not see as something sacrificed to an idol. There'd be those who would say, well, uh, no, you absolutely shouldn't do that because, you know, we don't want to defile ourselves. And they were very concerned even about what they eat uh, because of the Old Testament law and they didn't want to defile themselves. And yet Jesus fulfilled the law and there was freedom to eat, but there was the, the question of how do we care for the others? We have different convictions. Others would say, well, I, want, I can eat uh, something that's been sacrificed to an idol because it's just an idol. It's nothing. It's a piece of wood. What's the big deal? So there are a variety of different perspectives in the first century. But the heart issues are this. There were convictions that individuals had that were different. So these Christians had this conviction. These Christians had this conviction. And though they had different convictions, it was okay. It wasn't a primary issue. For us, friends, the primary issues are things like God the Father and God the Son who went to the cross to pay the penalty for our sins and the Holy Spirit and the fact that Jesus' blood pays for all of our sins. Those are the things that we stand on and put our stake in the ground for. But there are times where we have to make decisions, study decisions, and have convictions, and they're different than our brothers and sisters in Christ. And this passage helps us to know how to navigate those heart issues. So the first thing Paul encourages us with is, in verse 1, not to quarrel over opinions. He says, do not argue, in a sense. Do not argue. So he warns them, it's, this is not the issues to be arguing over. There are certain issues that we should have arguments. Not that you can't have a discussion or share your perspective, but don't get into argument over these matters. They're not the primary matters. So as you develop your convictions on how to proceed as different uh, things are lifted and freedoms are, are experienced, friends, just be cautious not to argue with your brothers and sisters in Christ because you're going to have different perspectives on what the best thing is to proceed. Now, moving on in the passage, it says, let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains. And let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats. For God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another. It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. So there's a command here not to uh, despise those who have a different perspective. It could easily be said, uh, if you are choosing to stay at home, do not despise those who are choosing to go out and start to gather with others. And it could easily say, let not the one who abstains pass judgment. It could easily say, let not you who are out pass judgment or flip that around. If you are the one who is feeling the freedom to go out and to do more, don't despise those who are deciding not to go out as much for whatever their convictions are. 
And those who uh, are deciding to stay home, don't pass judgment on those who are feeling the freedom to express and go out and do what they feel called to do. We need to guard our hearts here. So do not judge. That's the point. Do not judge. That's what we're called to do out of Scripture. We need to be careful not to judge because it's God who's the one that we get our convictions from. That's where we come to our next point. Don't waver in your conviction. Have conviction. In verse 5, it says, One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. Friends, we should be fully convinced in our own mind when we have our convictions. We should have convictions, and we should not waver in our convictions. Even at the bottom of this chapter, in verse 23, look, the last sentence says, For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. The Lord doesn't want us to waver back and forth. He will give us a measure of faith for the convictions that we should have, and we should go with those. We as Christians should have studied convictions. We should certainly start with convictions from Scripture. We should look at Scripture and pray through Scripture and develop our convictions through Scripture. And then there are some things where we're going to come to conviction that are practical matters, how we walk out the next phases after this pandemic or in the midst of this pandemic. So friends, we should have conviction. We shouldn't waver. We shouldn't listen to this person and be like, oh, oh, I need to have this conviction because they're really charismatic and they, they're, they're, oh, wait, wait, I watch this video over here. I need to go, I need to follow what they're having to say. We shouldn't be wavering back to and fro. Take time to pray and seek the Lord about what he is calling you to do because it's before him that you'll stand on the last day it's, you need to have convictions before him because our convictions are to honor the Lord. We don't want to do something just because Sally Mae is doing it or because Fred is doing it or because this person is doing it or because that charismatic individual that I love watching their YouTube videos because they're doing it. We should not do it because others are doing it. We should do what we do because we're doing it before the Lord. Because look at verse 6. It says, The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again so that he he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. Friends, we do it to the Lord. So have your convictions before the Lord. It is right to have convictions before the Lord. And it's okay to have different convictions than your brothers and sisters in Christ. It's okay 
to come to a different conclusion. But it's not okay to be judgmental or self-righteous. That is not okay. It is never okay for us to be judgmental or self-righteous towards our brothers and sisters in Christ and towards anyone for that matter. But it's okay if we have different convictions and because we have this conviction and someone else has that conviction, that doesn't mean that one is right and one is innately wrong. Just because someone believes something on this end of the spectrum doesn't make them more wise. Or if they have convictions on this end of the spectrum doesn't mean that they have greater faith. They have different convictions because, look again, when you do these things, you do them to honor the Lord. So I encourage you, have convictions. Have studied convictions. Have convictions that you've prayed through because you're doing it as unto the Lord. So whatever you decide for you or your family, you're doing it as unto the Lord. Not in response to fear or to pressure or from people outside the church, in the church, on the news, whatever. No, we're doing it before the Lord. So do not waver in your convictions. Let's not judge others. Let's not enter into arguments. And let's not lose sight. Do not lose sight of God in the midst of this. Look back at your Bibles in verse 10. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Now, friends, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm seeing a lot of people in our church passing judgment on their brothers and sisters in Christ. What I'm aware of is in this season of time, the temptation to pass judgment is going to be there. The temptation or the reality that the enemy wants to divide us in this season of time is real. But the enemy doesn't have to be successful. And I don't believe he will be successful because I believe Jesus is Lord of all. And Jesus is in us and through the Holy Spirit and we're called to love one another. But what we can do to help keep our focus rightly is to not lose sight of God because it is before the Lord that we will stand in judgment on the last day. In verse 10 again, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Children, you're not going to stand before your parents on the last day. So the convictions that you must have, not just about the, the events of right now, but the convictions about life, you must have for you because you will stand before God on the last day. And friends, brothers and sisters, the convictions that you have, it's not so because you're going to stand before me or the elders or other leaders in our church or your small group leader or the people that you know in our church or outside the church or your other family members. You're not standing before them on the last day. You will stand before the Lord on the last day for it is written in verse 11, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God, so that each of us will give an account of himself to God. Friends, we will give an account to God, not an account to men. So let's keep God in view. Let's keep God in view as we develop our own convictions, 
And let's keep God in view as we consider how we interact with brothers and sisters in Christ that have differing convictions than we do. Because remember, on the last day, we will stand before the audience of one. And as we consider how we interact with our brothers and sisters, let's think about how we can serve others and even serve others by setting aside our rights. It may be our right, or we may be at the privilege or the freedom to do certain things, but sometimes what is best is to set aside our privileges and our freedoms out of the sake, for the sake of our brothers and sisters in Christ, to love them. Let's look at verse 13. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. We don't want to put a stumbling block in front of them. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean if anyone thinks it is unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love by what you eat. Do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. We need to slow down at that place. Friends, we have freedoms. And we should never use those freedoms to crush others or to judge others. Let us not be arrogant towards our brothers and sisters in Christ or towards the community, and let us not dismiss others because of the convictions that they have. You're going to have some neighbors that are going to have different convictions than you. Don't sit seething because they you think that they're stupid for what they're doing. Or, or don't dismiss them because you think that they're foolish or they're going to get theirs if they decide to do that. Or I can't believe there's such a stick in the mud. Friends, those are not, those are not, that's not good fruit that's coming out of our hearts if we have that attitude. But let's put ourselves aside. Love looks like putting yourself aside in some of your freedoms to not put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. And friends, before you're quick to respond to me, like, oh, well, well, why should I be so constrained by them? Why? Friends, Jesus came and humbled himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. He left his rightful place in heaven at God's right hand to come and dwell among us, to lay aside everything that he justly deserved, to pay the penalty for our sin so that we could have relationship with God. So why would we set aside our rights in this time to love others? Well, the example we have to look to is the Lord Jesus Christ. So serve Christ, not yourself. Because by what you eat, do not, by what you do, friends. In here it says by what you eat. But by what you do, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died for 
So do not let what you regard as evil be spoken of. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by God. The kingdom of God is not a matter of our convictions of wearing a mask or not wearing a mask when we are in public or a conviction of how many people should gather or not gather or various other convictions that can be inflaming right now. The kingdom of God is a matter of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. There's a great litmus test for you right now as you consider interacting with others. Does it have the flavor of peace? Is there joy in the Holy Spirit? But let's serve Christ, because whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. Friends, let's not serve ourselves. Let's serve the Lord Jesus Christ in this season of time and in every season of time. And the last point for today is pursue peace and mutual upbuilding. And look at verse 19. So then, let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Let's pursue peace. In verse 19, 20, it says, Do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. Again, we don't want to cause others to stumble, but let's pursue peace and mutual upbuilding. What is it that you can do? I want to encourage you to think about others who have a different perspective than you. How are you going to pursue peace with them? How are you going to build them up? Guard against that temptation to begin to argue and to convince. And have you heard this? Have you read this thing? And I want to make sure you understand because this perspective is really good. And you find yourself at some point standing and putting a stake in the ground for something that's not primary. Friends, I want to encourage you as you look to your brothers and sisters in Christ. These are the ones for whom Christ died. How can you pursue peace with them? How can you seek to build them up? It's going to look different in different relationships. But let us not allow our convictions that we are making before the Lord. Let us not have those be convictions that divide us. But let us respect one another in our convictions. And let us lean in, lean in. How can I serve? How can I build them up? Maybe if I have the conviction of, I'm not as concerned about these things, and maybe, maybe I just don't get in the personal space of others. Maybe when I bring them a gift, I drop it at the door, and I make sure that I'm six feet or more aware, away before I send them a text. Maybe if I'm more comfortable to be at home during this season of time because I've developed my conviction for whatever reason, maybe you're in a, a high-risk group, but there are others that feel differently, how can I bless them without them feeling judged by me because of my convictions? How can I build them up and encourage them in their walk with the Lord in this season of time? 
That's what we're called to, friends. We're called to love. We're called to stir one another up to love and good works. That doesn't stop in this season. All the more that should happen. There may be greater trials awaiting us in the weeks and months and even years to come. And we need to be strong and unified and be reminded above all things that we are one because of what Jesus has done. So as you think about this passage, keep God in view. So yeah, not arguing, not judging, having your own convictions, being okay with the fact that others will have different convictions, but keeping God in view. So that when you encounter others, you don't cause them to stumble. Keeping Christ in view, serving him so you don't cause others to stumble. But then we want to build one another up. We want to pursue peace and continue to build one another up in this season and beyond. Friends, let's take some time right now to focus our attention on Jesus. Because right now, the temptation in our world is to focus on what we're gonna do, what our convictions are gonna be. But Jesus calls us, he's drawn us to himself, and let's focus on him by taking the Lord's Supper together. If you haven't prepared the elements uh, to take the Lord's Supper together and encourage someone in the family to go prepare the elements right now, because we're gonna take the Lord's Supper together. And let us remember Christ. And if there's something in our hearts, because we don't want to come to take communion together in an unworthy manner. We want our hearts to be right before the Lord. If God has convicted you as we've opened his word this morning, I pray uh, that you would respond to that conviction and confess that sin to him. And maybe sometime today, reach out to others if, if you've sinned against them and, and get right with them. So, but as we come, let's take some time to just reflect, confess, confession is good, and know that your sins are forgiven because of what Jesus has done. And let's fix our gaze on the Lord Jesus Christ, who's the founder and perfecter of our faith. He's the one we are going to be before on the last day. He's the one that we are focusing on right now, today, in light of that day. So let's, let's prepare our hearts to take the Lord's Supper together. And why don't I pray before we do that? Father, I ask, Lord, that you would help us as a church to focus on you, to keep you in view, to be reminded that the brothers and sisters in Christ that we have that have differing perspectives and opinions, I pray, Lord, that we would be reminded that they are those for whom Christ died, and we're called to lay our lives down for them and to love them. Help us. Help us get wisdom. Give us clarity on how we can serve one another and encourage one another. And I pray the truths from this passage of scripture would not quickly leave us, but that they would stay with us and we would use them as a guide and a litmus test as we encounter differences of opinion and conviction. And I pray that the enemy is discouraged because he is not going to win by bringing division, but rather, Father, I'm asking and trusting that you will bring unity in our midst. 
because we're focusing on Christ. So may we remember what you've done. We ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Harvest Lakeshore Sermon Podcast. Harvest Lakeshore exists to glorify God through the fulfillment of the Great Commission. For more information about us, visit harvestlakeshore.org.